Support for this podcast is provided by Cressa. Cressa is the occupier's champion, the world's premier corporate real estate advisory firm, exclusively serving startup businesses and major global organizations alike. As a Portland pillar for over 25 years, Cressa partners with its clients throughout the entire project lifecycle, from workplace strategy and discovery through the deal transaction and project management delivery of space. Cressa partners without conflict and applies integrated expertise to make your business better. Go to cressa.com Portland to connect with the Portland advisory team. From that cast creative, I'm Dan Bruton, and this is the PDX Executive Podcast. A show where I talk with inspiring leaders who are shaping the future of Portland, Oregon. Every week, I sit down with business executives, startup founders, and community leaders to dive into their career journey and get insights into the impactful work they're doing in our slice of the great Pacific Northwest. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning back into the PDX Executive Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Bruton. Uh, excited to have my next guest because it's an idea I wish I had. I'm super jealous, but also I think it's uh, really interesting to, to learn about. So Amina uh, Moreau is the founder and CEO of Radius. Welcome. Thanks very much for having me. I love talking about my baby. So yeah. <laughs> hit me with the questions. You bet. You know, and we have a mutual connection that used your um services to the company, the platform. And I was just, he sent, he I posted some pictures and I was like, oh, this is awesome. So let's start there. Let's, what is Radius? And then t- uh, love to learn, you know, about it first. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, in a nutshell, Radius is a B2B marketplace for rentable home office and meeting space. So w- what does that mean exactly? Well, with people working from home, probably for the long term, Most companies are issuing and announcing all kinds of remote and hybrid models for the indefinite future. People are gonna need a better place to work than huddled over their dining room table. Mm -hmm. And there's also a lot of underutilized space in neighborhoods. And so we're taking a little bit of an Airbnb approach to it and asking homeowners if they have extra space that could be turned into either a great private office or a really great meeting space to list it on our platform and then making it available to working professionals in people's neighborhoods. How'd you come up with the idea? What's your background? I know you kind of have a design, maybe marketing background, because when you look at the site, it is very well designed. The UX is super clean. And I think when you people are using marketplaces like someone like me, that's the first thing you're going to be attracted to. Well, I appreciate that because really the website and the platform is at the moment in its MVP stage, which <laughs> is not necessarily known to be the stage for beautiful and right. really clean user experience. So we really put a lot of effort into that with the resources that we had. Um, it's, you know, we wanted to create something that was less MVP and more MLP, minimum lovable product, because we recognize (laughs) that people have expectations. People are already using other marketplaces and, uh, we wanted to really compare. Yeah. Um, in, in, a, in a in a nice and kind of smooth, delightful way. So I appreciate that. D- yeah. um, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna the say, origin so did you, story. Yeah. Did you come up with it during the pandemic or is this something you were working on before? 
Yeah, this was a pandemic idea turned startup. I am an Airbnb host and my family has a studio apartment downstairs right below me, actually. It's a great space and it was doing really well on Airbnb before the pandemic and it was bringing in a decent chunk of change that helped subsidize our mortgage, etc. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, the pandemic came and we had to shut everything down. And that was okay for a little while, but at some point we had to start having a conversation. And even when we were allowed to open back up, you know, we chose not to because it didn't really feel very safe. It, if you think about it, washing a stranger's linens during a pandemic, kind yeah. of an intimate exercise that we didn't want to be doing. And we didn't want to put other people at risk either. So. We just didn't open back up. But once we started having conversations about, well, you know, what are we going to do? What can we do? We did a little brainstorm and it was just a, a morning, a week, weekend morning. We were having brunch and we just started thinking, what could we do? And I thought of the idea to just slide the bed over a little, put a sit stand desk in there. Maybe we could upgrade the Wi-Fi and rent it out to our neighbors who might be working from home but have a lot of distractions or are experiencing burnout because mm -hmm. they're living at the office right and uh we thought okay well that 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 could work and and we shopped the idea around and got a really good response but that was all before companies started making announcements about permanent remote and hybrid models and as soon mm -hmm. as those headlines started coming out we were like whoa, this isn't just a little neighborhood initiative. This could actually be a B2B platform mm -hmm. that we make available to employers across the globe. <laughs> yeah. And so we got to work. And so right now you're uh, launched in Portland. Is that right? Are there other cities you're kind of in? We're definitely in eyeing or? other cities. Yeah. We are piloting in Portland and we're doing it with a relatively small group of people that have come in through word of mouth mostly because we yeah. want to learn our most important lessons in a really safe space, take lots of feedback from people that are willing to take the time to give it and take all that feedback, make improvements and then expand from there. And what's some of the feedback been? How's it going? Well, or just reception to it, to the idea yeah. of people using it and yeah. Yeah, I mean, the reception has been great. First of all, people are just craving getting out of their four walls. That's one thing. People yeah. are also craving social interaction and it's becoming safer and safer to be uh, among others again. Yep. And so on the, we'll call it the demand side of the marketplace, people coming and using the spaces, the biggest piece of feedback is, wow, it's a change of scenery. This space is also so much cooler than what I have at home. Mm -hmm. And I got to see people that I care about again. That's That's been the overwhelming feedback. And what we're hearing from hosts also, especially those who are used to renting out those spaces for overnight accommodations, what we're hearing from them is that this is less work because they don't have to do the laundry. There's so much less cleaning involved yeah. because people are just there for the day. And not to mention, they're more responsible renters. They're working mm. professionals 
-hmm. as opposed to the risk that comes with some random uh, some random traveler that wants to crash at your place. You don't know if they're going to have a COVID party, if there's going to be property damage, lots of stuff to think about. And this just feels safer. Mm -hmm. So what kind of folks have been using it as you're just piloting it? I mean, is it probably a mix of maybe enterprise kind of like, let's get back to a team meeting and a unique space back together that as you and I both know, companies that have ditched their office during all this and freelancers too, like myself, or I do have an office, but I'm also seeing like, Oh, it'd be cool to work out of an Airstream for a day. (laughs) So, (laughs) right. Um, what kind of folks are you seeing kind of adopt it? Yeah. Uh, we're definitely seeing a mix. So certainly companies are booking our spaces for both individual work, just people that need to get out of the house because they don't have ideal work from home situations. So we're seeing Mm -hmm. that kind of individual use. We're seeing people meet. And right now, because we're still in a pandemic, they're booking our spaces that also have outdoor courtyards or have great setups for meetings outside as well as indoor options. But we're also piloting with some individual working professionals that might not be affiliated with a big employer, just to see if if that's a viable option too, because (laughs) my theory is that everybody needs something like this, whether they use it every day or once a month, people need an escape. Yeah, I mean, I can just tell you my situation. So I have a, I'm in a co-working space, I'm in an, office a private office in a co-working space but i think there's a lot of folks that like don't want to commit to like a full month to month co-working but they're like you know i just want to work five days out of the month in a spot you know co-working has that option but it's not as unique or flexible mm-hmm. so having that is uh really appealing so i can understand on that side of the fence too yeah. so as you look to grow it um what side do you feel like is going to have more demand? I mean, you're still piloting. I'm just wondering, like, the enterprise side, is that something you're really trying to go after? We are because employers, first of all, have so much to lose if their teams are not engaged, fulfilled in their roles and productive. Yeah. And if there's one thing that the pandemic taught us about the nature of work is that it's possible to be flexible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And some companies are starting to recall people to the traditional office with really strict policies. And I'm very curious to see what happens to their top talent, whether they'll fall in line or whether they might leave and explore other options with companies that are showing more flexibility. And I think that those companies who are willing to recognize that times have changed and that we've done a proof of concept over the last year and a half, people can work productively remotely, Mm -hmm. that they're the ones that are gonna be seen as the innovative, flexible employers that are going to attract top talent it's it's just such a fascinating time i'm and it's changing so quickly yeah, <laughs> yeah. no one has the answer i mean no one has everyone i talk to i'm sure too is like yeah we're gonna try to do this like but there's no it's an experiment a little bit right and i do yeah. think to your point 
are people are workers going to revolt? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, uh, I think everybody's curious. I mean, everybody I talked to, same as she was like, "Heck no, I'm not going back five days a week." Are you kidding me? It's yep. almost like a, a joke. And you know, twelve months ago, it was like no one would have ever said that. It's just what it is. Mm -hmm. So, yep, I think yep. the opportunity for you is pretty pretty spot on for the timing, I, right? I think it's there. But let me tell you something that's also baffling me a little bit. That amid all of these conversations about remote and especially hybrid work, the conversation is still very binary. It's either working from home or it's going back to the traditional office. And people are conflating working from home with remote work. And it makes sense because during a pandemic, work from home and remote work are synonymous because there's no other place to, to be safely. Mm. But as we exit the pandemic, there are gonna be so many other options besides your home to work remotely and they don't have to be lonely. So I keep thinking your home is not the, not the only place to be remote and the traditional office is also not the only place where we can be together in person for that spontaneous innovation right. and you know trust building that we miss when we are isolated. And we're starting to see the conversation shift slowly, but it's there. People's pandemic blinders are coming off <laughs> and we're starting to realize that there are co-working spaces. Heck, there are parks. The weather is starting to get really nice. Mm -hmm. There are other options, of course, Radius is one of them, I have to say that, um, where I believe we can bring the best of working from home, the convenience, the time savings, the cost savings, and the best of the traditional office, that in-person interaction and sense of routine and work-life separation and bring both together in these third places that are in people's in people's neighborhoods. Hundred percent, and it's like it's not just the the start sitting in a Starbucks anymore, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I used to do that a lot, and you know it's nice to be around the energy of other people, but now I'm like, God, oh, this is like, oh, no. And so I could see as this matures, companies have a budget for this type of thing, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So I don't know if you've seen if you're talking to companies that already. Maybe you've had that or like looking at that, like we'll provide each employee $100 a month to get a space like this for a few days a month or something. I, I don't know. Yep. Yep. There are a few different models that we are exploring with companies. Um, and the way that we're looking at it is, A, if you're already saving money on real estate because you've downsized your footprint, mm -hmm. great. Reinvest some of those savings in the well-being of your teams. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Second of all, it's a, it's a talent acquisition and talent retention uh, opportunity and reducing turnover costs. So if we're just mm -hmm. talking about hard dollars here, there are a few ways of looking at why offering flexibility is going to be beneficial. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. I mean, we're all hearing about how hard it is to find people, certain, you know, teams. And I think this kind of thing is it would be attractive for, for folks for, for sure. So, well, let's, let's get into the business a little bit. Are you sure. boot, bootstrapping this or have you 
raised money, looking to raise, kind of doing the MVP, proving it out, mark, product mm -hmm. market fit before you go down that road or? Yeah. Well, we've seriously started on this about eight months ago. We started writing lines of code, doing our market research. And so for that duration, we have been bootstrapping. Uh, we are having conversations about what a seed round would look like uh, in order to take things to the next level. This is one of those things that if we want to become a global company, it's going to take hundreds of millions of dollars of VC money mm -hmm. to really achieve the kinds of goals and the scale that we want. Mm -hmm. And so we have a, a very interesting journey ahead. Okay. Uh, but uh, but it's exciting, you know. We I feel like we've achieved a lot with very little, and it's forced us to get very creative when it comes to uh, speaking with corporate customers, uh, generating demand on the on the supply side, mm -hmm. uh, marketing, and you know when you don't have huge budgets to work with, you have to get creative, and that creativity is only strengthening our business model so that when we have additional funding. Mm -hmm. That only amplifies the creative efforts that we already have in place. So I'm going to translate that is not yet. You're seriously considering which way you want to go <laughs> as far as the, the funding potentially, because there's a lot of opportunity and just being really strategic about it, which I, I really admire. And, um, uh, you know, what's cool about building a startup now, obviously there's a lot of off the shelf, off the shelf things you can build an MVP with. And I don't, know if you'd be willing to share if as far as marketplaces have you guys built this all in-house or kind of looked at some of these tools that are already out there just to start building an mvp or not mm -hmm. to get too in the weeds but it's interesting for folks yeah it is yeah so i am very grateful to have two co-founders that are software developers and one i mean it's just so it we just have such a symbiosis because one of them is really focusing on the front end. The other one is focusing on the back end. And there are some off the shelf tools that we are using, but a lot of it is also custom because we have features unique to our platform that nobody ha has even a version close to. And so there's a lot of, um, there's a lot that's being built from the ground up because we wanted it to be really different from mm -hmm. what anybody else has. What's some of those features? Well, so for example, um, in the short term, while we are still in a pandemic, we wanna be the safest option in 2021. I mean, and beyond, of course, but it's, it's really such a high priority because at the end of the day, if people don't feel safe in our spaces, the whole business fails. Right. And so we're asking our hosts, for example, what kind of HVAC filter do you have? Have you upgraded? Some people have no idea, but those have decided to uh, upgrade to above MERV 13, let's say, they can specify that mm. in the create a listing wizard. So they're creating their listing, they're uploading photos, they're writing a description. We have all kinds of 
questions for them and features having to do with safety that enable then the working professional to filter search results by specific types of amenities like HVAC filter, like whether the windows open, whether there's a sit stand desk, how fast, not just how fast the Wi-Fi is, but whether there's also ethernet, what is not just the download speed, but what are the upload speeds of each space? Because if you have a podcaster mm -hmm. that might have to transfer some big files, you might want to only see spaces that yield a 10 megabit per second upload speed or higher and forget about the rest. Right. And so these are things that I've never seen any other platform similar to this have or come close to. Yeah, I mean, that's really valuable. And is there also something on the site or maybe something you're thinking about of like a shared model of on demand where like, hey, me, Dan, I wanna get this day space, but if it's, an, if it's enough space for two other people mm -hmm. that I don't know, and then they book it and offset the cost, mm -hmm. like that would be really cool. So I, maybe you already yep. have that, but. Uh, all things that are on the to-do list post MVP. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, let's talk about Portland a little bit as we kind of near the end of our, our chat. Uh, what's super exciting is to meet people like you here doing things like this. Um, like you, I'm, I'm meeting people every day that are starting a new company. That's just so interesting. And there's this great community, uh, as we all know, of entrepreneurs and just different um, creative folks. So uh, how's it been running the company from Portland? I don't know if you're from here or moved here for this or another job or. I actually just became an American citizen during the pandemic. Okay. So I'm not originally from here. I'm originally from a little bit further north in Canada. I, I could I could sense the Canada, uh, you know, twinge, but I didn't want to call it out because you, you never slight. know. <laughs> so it's, it's slight. Subtle. It, it's yeah. definitely uh, gotten a bit milder with time. But I love Portland. I've lived in a few American cities and traveled a lot. And Portland has always just felt like home. Anytime I traveled for work and passed through Portland or did a project here, anytime I was leaving Portland to go home, it actually felt more like I was leaving home mm. to go somewhere else. Uh, and the startup community here is so inspiring, not just the creativity and the breadth of ideas, but the the community and coming together really takes a village, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so it's been a great space to create something like this. And then from the more specific, like how this fits the business sort of perspective, you know, Portland has, I believe the most ADUs in the city per capita in really? the whole country. Okay. So in some ways, Portland is the perfect city to be piloting an idea like this in because there are so many great spaces across the region for this purpose. It's it's just been great. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing that. I'm very excited to follow along. Excited about the idea, excited to, to try it out here soon in the near future. And where can people find more about Radius? www.radius.pro and Radius is spelled R-A-D-I-O-U-S. And just a little side note, the, the name came from the idea that we really have an opportunity as companies, as employers, to expand our talent pool radius, you know, with all this remote work stuff that we've been talking about, 
the sky's the limit. Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks so much for being on. I mean, I, again, I'm looking forward to, to watching the company as it grows. Thank you so much. The PDX Executive Podcast is a production of ThatCast, a Portland, Oregon podcast agency that partners with brands to create custom podcasts. You can learn more at thatcast.com. And please take a moment to subscribe and rate the podcast as well. 